0: Welcome to the Legacy Music Hour. My name is Brent Weinbach.
1: Hello everyone, I am Rob F.
0: And uh, this is the podcast that shares with you the best music from the 8-bit and 16-bit era.
1: The absolute best generation when it comes to gaming.
0: And uh, before we get started with today's topic, uh, I just had a few things to mention at the top of the show. Um, One thing is that uh, Fantasy Star Two—the track we played on the last show. Uh, it turns out there weren't supposed to be those. Do you remember those squeaks that were happening during that? Yeah, that, that track. I sure do. And we—well, it turns out that those squeaks actually aren't supposed to be there, be there. But the file we were playing somehow had those. Sque- was we did we get a bogus copy of the file? I something like that, I guess. But having said that, I actually like the squeaks though.
1: Could be on to something.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I like the squeaks, but I guess they weren't really supposed to be there. So if anybody... Um, so anyway, that, that's I that. I
1: generally don't like squeaks in my music, but for that Final Fantasy piece, it did work. Final Fantasy Star. Fantasy Star piece. Yeah. Excuse me.
0: And uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was that I was listening to the last show, and... I realized that I was not mentioning the systems or the companies that were producing the you know that for the games that I was playing and basically I just wanted to mention that most of them were from Super Nintendo I mean they're pretty much all for for Super Nintendo or or for Super Famicom and um, anyway I just wanted to make that clear
1: you're very courteous very thoughtful Brent and I think uh, we the, the time that we take at the beginning of each show really shows that i think the fans appreciate it
0: i hope so i appreciate it um so that moves uh, brings us you didn't have anything to mention at the top of the show did you
1: not no nothing it's Uh, raining it's raining in la it's not it's not very good weather to go outside but it is great music to play those legacy video games sure um so let's talk about our topic for today's show right yes another composer focus which i was looking
0: forward to uh mari yamaguchi is the composer we're going to focus on for, uh, this episode, and, uh, she is another Capcom composer.
1: Why don't you read off, uh, some of the, the entries on her resume? All
0: right, uh, well, first off, I mean, Junko Tamiya was our last composer focus, who was also a Capcom composer, and, uh, you know, there's lots of female composers in video game music, especially at Capcom. You know, as we established in that in previous shows and and the Junko episode. Um, and what's kind of neat here is that where the Junko focus was in the 8-bit realm, uh, Mari's focus is more in the 16-bit realm. We only have one 8-bit game that she she did um, that we're going to be playing on the show, and then uh, the rest are all 16-bit and pretty much and they they're all for Super Nintendo. Uh, the games that she did were, uh, UN Squadron. Uh, well, she, she only, she composed several tracks for the Super Nintendo version, but, uh, most of the soundtrack was composed by Manami Matsume, but, uh, she did arrange the entire Super Nintendo version of that soundtrack, and then, uh, she did Super Goals and Ghosts for Super Nintendo, uh, she did Mega Man 5 for Nintendo, she did, uh, Magical Quest, starring Mickey Mouse, for the Super Nintendo uh, She did Final Fight 2 Although uh, it's a, that one's a little bit up in the air Because uh, six composers worked on that And it's unclear as to Which of those composers were actually Composers and which of them were just sound designers And stuff like that So it's kind of hard to tell And listening to that soundtrack As far as what I can Gauge it's hard to hear Her style in that But there might be one or two tracks that sound like her and We'll get to that probably <laughs> later in the show
1: I would like to see the dynamic of how all those composers work together. Right. All those six people. I wonder if there's a hierarchy or or if... if, if,
0: There there is a hierarchy, actually. Okay. Uh, Definitely, yeah. I mean, there are, like, the uh, more senior composers and the ones that are working under them. But um, anyway, Final Fight 2 is is a little up in the air, but supposedly she did work on that one. Uh, Breath of Fire for Super Nintendo, uh, which she also did with uh, a couple other composers as well. And um, that one's a little more. Cl- she did a lot of the music for that game, and it's much more clear her presence in that that game. Uh, she also did the Great Circus Mystery, starring uh, Mickey, Mickey and Minnie, for Super Nintendo. And she did Mickey to Donald Magical Adventure 3, which was a Japanese-only Super Famicom release. And that's pretty much all the stuff she did for as far as what we're concerned with, because she also right. did contribute one track to Mega Man 10, mm-hmm. uh, which came out on the Wii right. for I, download. I... But that's, you know, that's beyond our,
1: well, I was going to say if people after listening to this episode, want of want to want something to, 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 to sample her by, and they don't have a legacy system, they, and they have an, a PS3, a Wii or an Xbox, they could get Mega Man 10. Right.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's that. Um, anyway, but, uh, we're gonna focus on the, those other games, and uh, what we're gonna do now is pretty much just give you a little breath, like we did with the Junko episode. We're gonna just give you a breath of her work by playing one track from most of the games she worked on, um, and I think we're gonna start off with one of your selections, right?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna start off with a Mega Man Five track. Right. We'll start off with a 8-bit, and then move into the 16-bit stuff.
0: That sounds shorty.
1: That sounds mighty mighty good to me, and uh, I would like to start off with the the track the track you would get at the password screen in Mega Man Five. Okay. Well, actually, you know what? No, no, no. I want to go Wily's Castle.
0: Oh, okay. We're gonna do so Wily's Castle. Yes. And that's a Doctor Wily stage. That's
1: right. And here it is. Um, what 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 do we call this? Just a sampling of of like a breath. A like breath.
0: A, I mean, we're gonna, yeah, like we give a, a sample from each from each game, pretty much.
1: Wily's Castle from Mega Man Five, Mary Yamaguchi. That how huh? little Mega Man Five gets started.
0: Yeah, and um, I guess this is kind of in the thick of the game. Not in the thick of the game, but sort of getting close to the end of the game.
1: It's know. got a classical feel to it. Oh, okay. In the middle, it's, just a, little, a, little, it's a little melancholy as well. <laughs> well. I mean, this is serious business. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's my my intro. All right.
0: So, uh, next I'm going to play something from uh, Magical Quest, starring Mickey Mouse. And this is actually one of my favorite soundtracks she did. Um, She uh, composed this with um, someone else called uh, Tatsuya Nishimura, although I, I get the feeling that that person just sort of did the sound effects or the sound design. Um, But I I get I get the sense just because of the way all the tracks are composed that this was Mari Yamaguchi's work. But um, the track I'm going to play is called Dark Forest. And again, this is from the Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse music from Mari Yamaguchi. From the Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse, this is actually my number one favorite track of hers. Is that right? Yeah. You're bringing out the big guns early. I want to start it off strong. Okay. But I, I just love the way this is composed. It's just, I love the way the bass, the way the bass is, works in this, and um, I don't know. There's just really neat sections to this whole thing. Like I like this part a lot right here, and it's just really magical. Actually, I mean. the The game is called Magical Quest, and the music sounds really magical. She
1: nailed it right on the head. Sure.
0: Um, But I really love the the part right after this, That the way the bass is. We can wait for it real quick. This part right here. Listen to the bass. I like that.
1: The next track I have is called The Canyon, and it's from a title called UN Squadron. Right. And,
0: as I mentioned before, uh, the soundtrack originally for the arcade was composed by Manami Matsume. Uh, but uh, for Super Nintendo, uh, it was... This is... There was I think, five tracks that um, Mari Yamaguchi composed for it, and then she arranged... she arranged all of the stuff that was previously composed by Manami Matsume. But this Canyon one was one of the uh, ones that she composed. And this is actually was a pick of my own, too. I was going to pick this one as well. So,
1: Great minds, my friend. Uh, here we go. The Canyon from UN Squadron. quadrant. Yeah, I like this one a lot.
0: I like that riff too. It it started in the beginning and then it comes back and sort of This one right here. That's kind of that's how the song starts in the beginning and then they, they bring it back. Anyway.
1: This was in our arcade game. Yeah. First yeah. And I'm looking at the picture online yeah. they have for this Did you read the, 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 the byline for it? No It says UN Squadron Strap yourself into the pilot seat And watch your earnings soar <laughs> I don't know if that's a message to the arcade operators <laughs> Or the actual gamer Right
0: Well maybe it is If it's to the gamer I guess that means by points
1: I've never thought of points then, as earnings Well you earn points True. Well, yeah. There it is, the canyon. You're in squadron.
0: Um, Alright, next up, I'm going to play something from uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. And um, this is called Ice Forest. Music by Mari Yamaguchi. This is actually my... Oh, actually, I'm glad... Okay, this is actually... This is going to work out perfectly, because um, we're going to talk more about her style in a little bit. Um, but you can hear actually the canyon song that we just heard actually kind of sounds similar to this track I'm going to play, Ice Force from Supergirls oh, and really? Ghosts. And just listen if you remember that opening riff and the one that I kind of pointed out. There's kind of a very similar opening riff to to this track, and we'll go back and listen to them back to back as well. But uh, this is Ice Force from Supergirls and Ghosts. <laughs> This is probably my second favorite song of hers. It's a good one. It's just, I really love how the bass, the bass right here, you know? Um... And... There's just a lot going on. Like, I like the marimba stuff going on. You know, and then there's the string with the melody, and then there's this bass riff going. there's a sort of constant bass line going.
2: You
0: know what I mean? I, don't know, just, I, I think it's just really neat the diff, how the in- different instruments are working together on this track. Anyway, um, now here's the neat thing about this is that you can sort of hear her style across these two the two games we just heard from, Supergirls and Ghost and uh, UN Squadron, because, I mean, it's not as obvious, but I'm going to play the beginning riffs to both of them, and you can kind of hear the similarity between the two of them. So listen to this right here. Okay, right? There's that, and then there's this. Right? Doesn't that kind of sound similar? Somewhat. Okay, there's that, and then there's this. Ah. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's something there. I think. I think there's something. I think that it's not just a coincidence that it sounds similar. It's the same composer. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I guess we're gonna just play a couple more tracks from two different games, and then we'll kind of talk more about her style. Um, we'll play something. You didn't have something picked out from Mickey to Donald Magical no. Adventure. So um, we'll just. I'm gonna play something from Mickey to Donald Magical Adventure Three. Which when I first listened to it, I I didn't. I thought it wasn't as good as her other work, but then I listened to it again, and actually I started to to get more into it. And um, the one I'm going to play right now is called "The Sea with Shells." This is from Mickey to Donald Magical Adventure Three, so it's the third in the Mickey Mouse series, and this one only came out in Japan. <laughs> And that's uh, music from Mickey to Donald: Magical Adventure Three.
1: It's almost like a, a lullaby.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess this is taking place in a in a water level.
1: What system is this for? I'm sorry. What oh, system it's Super is... Fa- Super Famicom. Super Famicom. Yeah.
0: And um, yeah, it's I. You know, I think what happened was is the second game in this series, The Circus Mystery. Yes. That soundtrack was just not very strong to me. It didn't... It didn't have her... It didn't seem like it had her touch that she puts on the other games, and I just didn't... It didn't jump out at me, and that kind of... That kind of made me have lower expectations for this third one, so when I first listened to it, I kind of wasn't really giving it a fair chance, but I listened to it again, and I actually think the soundtrack is pretty good. N- not as strong as her other ones, but... Um, but again, this, this is with uh, Tatsuya Nishimura, who... Uh, had some part in, in the sound sound design in this game as well. But anyway. No, I, th- I think this is a pretty good track. Anyway. All right, and then we're going to play one more uh, as part of the Breath section um, for Mario Yamaguchi. We're going to play a track from uh, Breath of Fire, which was um, Capcom's sort of uh, role-playing franchise, right? Yes. And, um, so she did this soundtrack along with, um, Yasuaki Fujita and, um, Mene Fuji. And also Yoko Shimomura, but, um, apparently, uh, Yoko Shimomura confirmed in an interview at one point that she only composed one track for the game and she wasn't even sure which track it was. So, um, but, uh, Yamaguchi had, um, a very prominent role in the soundtrack. And uh, the first, and then the one I'm going to play is called, uh, well, it's Breath of Fire. It's called Breath of Fire. So it's the title track from Breath of Fire, music by Mari Yamaguchi. So music from uh, Breath of Fire. Yeah. And uh, SquareSoft actually published this in the United in North America, but uh, it was developed by Capcom and published by Capcom in Japan. I the, think it, I that think is for the Japanese version. Yeah.
1: I think it fits nicely in their library.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Good music. Yeah. And um, you can, what's I mean, what's interesting about this track is that it actually sounds like. It sounds very much like a track from um, from Magical Quest. Actually, it sounds like the first level from Magical Quest, which we might play if we we get we have time. And then um, it also sounds like a track from Super Ghouls and Ghosts, which I think you're going to be playing at one point. Yes. So we'll we'll hear that similarity. But um, what's what's interesting about her style is that you with Junko Tamiya, her that her style was very specific to each game, but. With Mari Yamaguchi, you can really hear her style present in all the games she works on. So that, I think that's kind of neat. Um, now, when I was trying to find information about Mari Yamaguchi, the most comprehensive source I found was uh, on a, from a website called Levels. Um, spelled L-V-L-S. Levels. Yeah, like... Levels.com? Uh, I think I think it's actually levels well lvls dot okay. wordpress dot com okay and um, that was just uh, basically the the guy who runs that site um, his name is uh, what's his name here oh Jerry Fieldstead uh, he also goes by Wildcat and he compiled uh, a lot of information and that was very helpful for me uh, in figuring out um, you know kind of what what were some of the specific tracks that uh, Mariamaguchi composed for Breath of Fire that led me to this other guy um named Joe Schwebke, who uh basically did a a whole a very very extensive analysis of the music to Breath of Fire and he kind of that way he narrows it down to which tracks Mariamaguchi did and he seems to have a very um very like good grasp of of her style so i thought it would be neat to um, have him come on the show and we're we're gonna have him call in and uh, he's gonna talk t- to us a little bit about her style and um, very nice we can kind of get to the bottom of it that way
1: yeah I'm glad you set that up
0: so uh, I guess like right now would be a good time that we bring him on sure and um, yeah this is a uh, uh, Joe Schwebke uh, and he goes by uh, Jormangan on uh, the website VGMDB, it's a Video Game Music Database. And, uh, yeah, let's let's get him on the line. Let's bring him in. Um, okay, well, uh, we have here uh, Joe Schwebke uh, on the line. Uh, thanks for coming on to our show, the Legacy Music oh, thanks Hour. Thanks
3: for having me. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, so some of the stuff I noticed about... Um, Mariamaguchi styles that are it seems like her her stuff is very kind of fantastical and playful um Mm -hmm. and one of the characteristics was like the bass seems really prominent like there's a she seems to use like a lot of like a deep synth sound um Mm -hmm. a a lot of times and melodies are really whimsical the strings seem to be used in sort of like a almost like kind of an atmospheric way but they're also sort of I mean they're melodic too though um -hmm. I don't know. I also notice like the Lydian scale a, a lot. I don't know. What it seems like you know, um, like we played a track from the um, from Super Goals and goes the Ice Forest earlier, and that that bass line is very kind of Lydian in a way. Um, uh-huh. But um, I don't know. What, what are some of the things that that you notice a lot?
3: Well, yeah, you hit on some of the stuff I was going to say. Um, when you really look at Mari Yamaguchi, I think one of the most useful things is. To just really focus on that orchestral music right because if you look at um, the similarities between the ghost and ghoul score and the magical quest scores and that breath of fire you find so many similarities in the way that she writes her orchestral music um, one of the things uh, that I noticed a lot is that um, you know you were talking about that bass and what we usually hear in her works the things that she uses are either um, She'll actually make use of a tuba, which is a very rare thing to hear in right. um, what? Uh, Super Nintendo samples. You know, she uses that tuba. And then yeah. the other nice. bass instrument she often uses is um, a harp, which I think she meant to use as kind of like a low pizzicato sound. Uh-huh. Um, but that's usually what we hear as far as the bass goes. Right. Um, and we usually hear it put in uh, some kind of a march rhythm, um, you know, things like that where it really stands out. And right, take a lot of depth to whatever you know is going on.
0: How would you like describe the way her melodies? I mean, there's a certain—it's hard for me to actually like. There's a certain quality about it that really sounds uniquely like her her style, like the mel, particularly the melodies. Like, yeah, what do you what do you think that is exactly about the melodies that makes that sounds like her her own?
3: You know, it is really difficult to put it into words. Um, with with Mari Yamaguchi, I think one of the things is. Um, her melodies change character very quickly. Um, They don't stay within, you know, they don't use a certain emotion and then stay that way throughout the entire song. She changes a lot, and especially with the orchestral sections. Um, What she'll do is she'll trade off that melody with different instrument families the way, you know, you would if you were writing actual orchestral music, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that people would be playing. And she does this uh, very often with her work, and the melody will switch off um, very quickly. It won't linger very long in one section. It'll, you know, start here in the strings and then maybe move into the woodwinds and then end up in the brass and that kind of thing. So it's just constantly evolving and changing, um, changing character, changing moods, um, and changing instruments.
0: So do you think that Mari's stuff is kind of, it's more like sophisticated than the, the oh, music yeah. of her time, of, of uh, like her contemporaries t- and stuff?
3: I would say that just based on those scores alone, the orchestral ones, um, her style is extremely sophisticated. And I I don't think I can really overstate (laughs) how sophisticated that is because there are so few other scores from the Super Nintendo era that achieve that, that actually, you know, have a convincing orchestral sound. There's very few. I mean, off the top of my head, I can only think of, you know, the Actraiser scores.
0: Mm, yeah, right, um, right. You <laughs> know, uh,
3: some soundtracks from um, Kohei Tanaka, who is, a, you know, a prominent anime composer. So, you know, these are, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, Dragon Quest scores, obviously. So these are all composers that, you know, they they have that classical training, and they have years of experience of working with real orchestras. So when I listen to these these scores from Mario Yamaguchi, I can only assume that she has that same familiarity with the orchestra that she knows so well how to make use of orchestration and those techniques.
1: Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Hey, Joe, can I ask you a question yeah. here? I want to know what are, what are your favorite uh, Mariamaguchi tracks? That I mean, you know, top oh, wow. top top five, if you can name them.
3: <laughs> top five. Um, I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. Nope. Nope, no, no. I think that they would all probably end up coming from Breath of Fire. I think that's what would happen. Um,
0: so you think Breath of Fire is her best work?
3: I do, I do, and that's also one of her later works. Um, you know, it, she has a fairly small list of works that we know of. She may have, you know, gone on longer with Capcom, but uh, the ones that we know of. Um Breath of Fire was one of the later ones and then the second the last two magical quest games came after that. But I would say my favorites tend to come from Breath of Fire, especially those overworld themes.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh
3: and then the the tracks that make use of piano in, in a very um almost virtuosic way, like you can you can just imagine someone performing this at a concert hall, you know, because it's just so virtuosic and there's so much showmanship with it. So I think that those would be my favorites mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Yeah, the one just before we had you on, we played one of the, uh, the. We'll play the. I guess the title track from Breath of Fire. I guess it's the first overall wow. theme, um, which sounds a lot like um, Super Girls and Ghosts. It sounds like the Sea of Despair or the second level from Super yeah. and Ghosts, and also the first level from Magical Quest. They both right, right. Um, use the. Uh, there's that syncopated snare drum that that's used in, in both that Breath of Fire track and the the um, Magical Quest. First level, mm-hmm. and then there's yeah. that that deep synth, that kind of a deep bass sound or whatever. That's right. using. Uh, um, there's also something about, um, yeah, I don't know, like something. I don't know. Maybe I'm like kind of just making more of this than it is, but I feel like the. Uh, I was talking earlier about how like the, the strings are sort of, they're used to sort of sometimes they're used to embellish the harmony and then. Uh, in a sort of atmospheric way, but I also feel like in kind of a counterpunnel way too. That the yeah, that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't
3: know. And um, for her, a lot of the counterpoint ends up coming from either the string section, um, and a lot of times it'll actually happen above, um, you know, higher than what the actual melody is. And then the other counter melodies tend to come from either um, horn or oboe, and that's she she sticks to that pretty consistently, but yeah, what you were saying about the strings, um, she colors those harmonies with the strings very well. You know, she mixes them together and has them crossing and creating these really great harmonies that really enhance whatever melody is going on.
0: Yeah, they just, it seems very, like, playful, you know, like, whimsical and kind of, but also very grand at the same time, too.
3: Yes, um, yes, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and when we're listening to that, we definitely know this is the work of someone who knows her stuff, as far as the orchestra is concerned, because she can do that, you know, with whatever instruments.
0: Um, thank you so much for uh, coming and uh, uh, talking a little bit about about Mari Yamaguchi. Is there anything you want to plug or anything like that? Or,
2: or?
3: Uh, no, except um, I will say that I hope you know in the future we can learn more about what exactly Mari Yamaguchi did, you know, for these scores that she worked on. Um, and I hope that you know she just recently did that track for um,
0: Mega Man 10
3: with all the other old-school old, uh, old school Mega Man composers. Right. So hopefully this will lead to more, more work. I don't know if she's officially retired from video game music or not, but I really hope to see more of her work in the future.
0: Um, well, thank you again so much for coming.
3: Thanks for having
2: me. Uh,
0: thanks a lot. Yep. All right, so that was uh, Joe Schwebke. Uh, thanks to him again for uh, uh speaking about Mariamaguchi. Uh, hope that was helpful to the listeners.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have a, just a, a different and I I mean, we're both outsiders as well, but someone else to contribute uh, a different perspective.
0: Yeah, and he and if you want to um find his um analysis of the Breath of Fire soundtrack, you can go to VMG uh, I'm sorry, VGMdb.com and uh his username on there is uh Jormangand and uh, you can check that out. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, let's move on. We're going to kind of bring it back to the way we usually do the show and just sort of take turns playing our, our favorite tracks from this composer, so uh, I think you're up.
1: I think I'd like to return to Mega Man 5, and I'm going to play the, the track that comes at the password screen. Okay, password screen. Mega Man 5, this is a composer focus on Mary Yamaguchi. The Legacy Music Hour. password screen for Mega Man 5. Yeah, it's a short one.
0: Well, it couldn't be too long. I mean, you know, well, right. it's a password screen. It's going to be an epic so, score.
1: Yeah. I, this one is a, another good track to make some decisions to. Oh, right, right, sure. I picture myself picking out my wardrobe for <laughs> this music. I think you should actually
0: do these things you're saying. Like, you should really go the extra step and actually play this music while you're... And then report back on one of the episodes... Okay. Like, if you lived your life by video game music, I
1: see what I'd see. i like to saying. hear about it. Right. I could make a YouTube video. Sure. Um,
0: okay, I'm gonna play something from, uh, I'm gonna play something from, uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Well, you were gonna, you were gonna play that one from Super Ghouls and Ghosts, that other, the one. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you play that one, actually, yeah. um. I'll play something from. um, I'm gonna play something from Mega Man Five. Also, actually, let's have it. All right. So this is Gravity Man, and this is one that I was actually gonna play on our experimental music episode um, because part of it just sounds like kind of jazz fusion. It gets kind of atonal at times, and it's it's kind of an interesting approach. And you'll see what I mean. This is um, Gravity Man from Mega Man Five, music by Mari Yamaguchi. At the end of that track yeah it got kind of atonal and that this doesn't really fit the experimental music category but because of that end part it, it did to me i mean I, that's why it was kind of runner up but i ended up, ultimately didn't end up playing it on that show but very nice but yeah i really like i really like how that i mean i think it's i mean this is a really catchy song for one thing but it's i think it's neat how it does that atonal thing it really reminds you of some sort of jazz fusion situation
1: I would like to play a track from Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Okay. And this little number is called Sea of Despair. Right. So this is level two, uh, in case anybody
0: of you care. And
1: yeah. Yeah. Here it is. Oh, oh,
0: one thing I want to mention about this. I was going to play this as well, but um, if you, uh, you can just rewind and listen to that Breath of Fire track that we played, but there's a lot of similarity between that Breath of Fire track that we played and this one. So you can listen for that similarity. Thank yeah. you.
1: of despair. Otherwise known as level two. I I think that that's right on the money. I mean I, I that's despair if I've ever heard it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really I, I like this one a lot. And you I like how the bass the bass starts getting really cool right here coming up right here. This part right here. Oh not That's neat. I think that's neat. Oh, it's a beautiful piece. Bass seems very prominent in in her work, I feel like. Um, I'm going to play something from from UN Squadron. Um, This is the introduction music, and that she did compose as well. So the intro music from UN Squadron, music by Mari Yamaguchi. Short.
1: Very nice. I would like to play a UN squadron track myself. Okay. This one is called Battleship Minsk.
0: Okay, and this one um, she didn't compose, but she did arrange. So, right. just to show you her ability as an arranger. Um, but this music was originally composed by Manami
1: Matsume, another Capcom composer. Arranged by Mari Yamaguchi, our composer focus. Battleship, meant To me, that's a real man song. <laughs> that's a hero song. Yeah, it's definitely... Sure. Hey, did you know what UN Squadron was released in Japan as? Area 88, right? Do you know how to say that in Japanese? Area 88. Et. <laughs> no, no, uh, you're close. Uh, I don't know. It's Area Hachi. Okay. But Adia is what they, they said. Yeah, no, very guessed. good guess. Adia. Adia. Hey. Hachi Hachi. I've listened to that solo. Oh, you want to hear well, that? Well, no, it's Fade Out on that solo. Okay. That's good. That's oh, nice. yeah, yeah. Like a pop song. Yes. They fade out in the
0: solos. Um, all right. Next, I'm going to play something for a magical quest. This is called Fire Grotto. And, um,
1: Reminds me of an old girlfriend I used to
0: um, the, uh, and actually Joe was talking earlier about you know having this uh, maybe coming from a, a musical or like a classically trained background I think this piece shows that um, it's very orchestral and uh, especially the beginning actually sounds very kind of expressive expressionistic kind of and then um, yeah I think this maybe would be a good example of what Joe was talking about earlier anyway this is Friar Grotto from Magical Quest music by Mari Yamaguchi like that timpani and stuff it's very it's very um, ominous but no I think this is a good example of what we were talking about earlier right sophistication in the video game music
1: oh yeah absolutely I'm moving to final fight two
0: Okay, yeah. So this is the one that, as you mentioned earlier, had six composers on it. It's, right. And we're not even sure who, if all of them were actually composing music for it or if some of them were sound sound people on it or whatever. But um, you don't have, have it in front of you, like, the listening of all the supposed composers, do you? No. Here, I'll look it up real quick. But um, uh, which one are you going to play?
1: I'm going to play a track by the name of Flower Shower. Right.
0: I think of all the tracks on this soundtrack... I think that this one's most likely hers, if any, if any of them, because right. it sounds more similar to her style. But uh, here's the rundown on composers: it's uh, Yasuaki Fujita, um, Gucci, Yuki Iway, Iwayi, Setsuo Yamamoto, Yuko Takahara, Tatsuya Nishimura, who did the, uh, who was also worked on the, the the Mickey Mouse games that we've been hearing from. Um, anyway, yeah. So you're gonna play
1: Flower Shower. Here it is, Flower Shower from Final Fight 2. little number for you from Final Fight Two: The Flower Shower. Pretty sure
0: this is the ending music. It sounds like the ending. Yes. Um, this is actually om- almost on the elevator tip.
1: Right, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. But
0: I like that actually. I, actually, I like this track.
1: If there was, if the viewers could see what what I was doing now, yeah, is groove into this this jam. Yeah. Anyway, kind of
0: almost reminds me of something I'd hear in Leisure Suit Larry a little bit. But. All right. Oh, I like I like that one. That's a, that's a good choice. Um, all right, I'm going to play something from Breath of Fire. We'll go back to Breath of Fire. Um, this one is called Lands Beyond the Ocean, and some of this reminds me of Super Ghouls and Ghost as well. Um, Lands of Ocean, Lands Beyond the Ocean from Breath of Fire. <laughs> This also is a good example of what we were talking about earlier with Joe. Right. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's good. It's good yeah. music. Very nice. Very nice.
1: I would like to return to Mega Man Five. Okay. I think we need a good a good song. Uh, from one of the one of the good villains, uh, Napalm Man sounds good to me right about now. Okay. Uh, I don't know about you. What, what, what do you say?
0: Well, I'm I'm I mean, if we have enough time, I'm going to play another one. I'm going to play Dark Man. Oh, really? Point, but that's 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 me. Okay. So you you know that's what I'm in the mood for is Dark Man.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, this one uh, is 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 uh, one of my Mega Man Five favorites. Napalm. Napalm. I love that.
0: I like it. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Um, you know what's neat about this is that she composed this after she already was composing for 60 bit stuff. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Because this game came out later. And they...
1: returned to, 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 to the legacy.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next up, I'm gonna play something from uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, I was gonna play Dark Man from Mega Man Five, but we're gonna have a special Mega Man show coming up anyway, and I can probably play that then. Yeah. And we're running low on time, and um, and then I'm and I actually normally I would play something. I was gonna play something from Mickey to Donald Magical Adventure Three, but we can I can play that on the we're gonna we're gonna have another show where there'll be an opportunity to do that as well. So. Um, And uh, anyway, so I'm going to play something from Supergirls and Ghosts. This is Crucible of Flame. This is music from Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Never played this game. Good game. Good game, definitely. I'm interested. Interested. Um, Yeah, not as weird of a game as uh, The Ghouls and Ghosts for Genesis, which I've played music from before.
1: Never played that one either. Seen it.
0: That's good also. They're both good. All right.
1: Okay. So for my last track... I'm going to be playing a Disney track. Okay. Magical. You have, you have convinced me. Uh-huh. What is it that we'll be listening to? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we're going to do Magical Quest. The Magical Quest. Um, because is, we, we, is, it's going to, It's going to... We mentioned it earlier that the, the Breath of Fire track that we heard, that first one, uh, it's, it sounds like... It sounded like the Sea of Despair combined with this track. Which is the first level from Magical Quest. Well, I'm
1: all about comparisons, you know. I'm, I'm I mean, always, I think it just makes sense. I'm always looking for the Street Fighter 2 influence. So <laughs> perhaps I may find something here. Who knows?
0: Let's see if you can find some Street Fighter II in this track. From this the Magical track. Quest. Starring Mickey Mouse. You could draw a comparison between this and Breath of Fire definitely like you uh, just the way this opens up that has a sort of fanfare sound to it and then uh, there's a syncopated snare drum that comes in and uh, that's just very sounds like the Breath of Fire also and so
1: anyway doesn't sound like any Street Fighter 2 track I've ever heard yet
0: <laughs> okay what's next I mean, I'm like uh, implying that maybe Street Fighter will eventually. I don't know. Actually,
1: the next incarnation might have a breath of fire, but it wouldn't similarity.
0: be right? Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Street Fighter Two Disney instead of Street Fighter Two Turbo. Right, or, the World you know? Warriors
1: versus the Disney characters. Sure, I would. I would play that. I yeah, would buy that. I think Absolutely, that'd
0: be fun. Um, or what if the Street Fighter characters were sort of Disney mutant? Well, I guess Disney characters are mutants and, and already, but. All right, so I I don't really want to play something with the Great Circus Mystery, but I feel like just to make this show complete, we should play at least one song from it. Nice. And so, um I wasn't really crazy about this soundtrack and I don't think you are either, but uh, I'm going to play one called The Jungle and uh, just to make this just to round this, you know, round out her work so we can hear every, you know, at least one track from all the games she composed from the 8-bit and 16-bit era this is the jungle from the great circus mystery Like I said, definitely not as, say, sophisticated as her her other work. No. Pretty, you know, it's more more basic sounding. But I do actually like the bridge of this. You know? Like the, or whatever you want to call it, the sort of B section. Sure. You know? Anyway, that's the jungle from The Great Circus Mystery. This part, I kind of like this part. All right, anyway. All right, so that pretty much brings us to the end of the show, All right? That's it. And uh, so this was our composer focus on Mari Yamaguchi.
1: I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did.
0: And um, thanks one more time to Joe Schwebke for uh, speaking to us. Yeah,
1: calling in and, uh, and giving us his opinion. His
0: insights, yeah. Yes. And um, also, if you guys want to find a full track listing... For any of our episodes, you can
1: go to our website. LegacyMusicHour.com. Call, uh, no, no, email us at LegacyMusicHour at gmail.com. And you can call us as well, 281 Sonic 91. And also,
0: uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes if you're interested in that, or maybe you already have.
1: And our topic for next week, Brent, let him, let him know.
0: Okay, what are we doing? We're going to do
1: Disney. Disney, okay. We're going to do Disney.
0: We're doing do Disney. So, basically, Disney-related games. Um... And so, yeah, stay stay tuned for that, or don't. I mean, not stay tuned, but I mean, you know, what tune is the, in. Tune in again.
1: Is it what's a what's a Disney catchphrase? What do they say?
0: Well, at Disneyland, they say, "Have a magical day." I think.
1: Okay. Well, they say a, that. Have a magical week. Have a
0: magical week until next until our next time.
1: Right when the legacy music hour is Disneyfied.
0: Yes, and. um also, again, just to mention that website where you can find uh, information, more information about Mariamaguchi or just some more stuff, levels.wordpress.com. That's L-V-L-S. And uh, I think that's it, right? That's all. Okay, uh, my name is Brent Weinbach. I'm Rob F. And this is the Legacy Music Hour. We're going to close the show with something from Breath of Fire. Uh, this track is called End of Journey, which seems appropriate because we're at the end of our journey through Mariamaguchi's work. That's how I see it. Thanks for listening. Have a magical week.